You're listening to the N2K Space Network. And now a word from our sponsor, SpyCloud, the leader in operationalizing cybercrime analytics. Traditional threat intelligence is a thing of the past. Cyber criminals are stealing vast amounts of credentials, session cookies, and financial data every day, and it's hard to keep up. SpyCloud is the trusted partner businesses turn to to fully understand their darknet exposure risk and neutralize threats before it's too late. SpyCloud alerts your organization as soon as an employee or customer's data appears on the darknet, so you can act faster than bad actors to prevent cyber attacks like ransomware, session hijacking, account takeover, and online fraud. With insights from the industry's largest repository of recaptured data, protect the digital identities and systems most important to your business. Get your free corporate darknet exposure report at spycloud.com slash cyberwire and see what information criminals have in their hands today. That's spycloud.com slash cyberwire. Welcome to T-Minus Deep Space from N2K Networks. I'm Alice Carruth, producer of the T-Minus Space Daily Podcast. Deep Space includes extended interviews and bonus content for a deeper look into some of the topics we cover in our daily program. In the week that India's space research organization landed the Chandrayaan-3 spacecraft on the moon, we're taking a look at the country's growing commercial space industry. The Indian space industry is currently valued at around 8 billion US dollars and is projected to be worth over 10 times that amount by 2040. One of the companies leading that boom is Druva Space. I spoke with CEO and co-founder Sanjay Nekanti about the origins of his company. Druva Space uh, was an idea, I would say, uh, that was taught uh, during my college days. I started building satellites when I was uh, 19 years old. One fine day after the success uh, of the first Chandrayaan mission, there was a scientist from ISRO who had come to uh, our university and said we as students could actually build satellites. For me, I, I, I wasn't really sure if, if that is really possible. Right? I have this uh, unusual hobby, uh, which is being a ham radio operator. One of the early satellites that uh, students were building were all uh, based on uh, uh, amateur radio communications. So my university team uh, requested, you know, if I could be part of the satellite mission and be part of the whole program. And uh, that really got me into building satellites. And, you know, two years down the line, we were able to realize a satellite and uh, I was thinking that, you know, uh, we're a country with a billion people in India, but there's not a single private company that exists uh, to serve the global market. So that was definitely the tipping point or the uh, inspirational point for me to think about starting a private space company in India. So you just mentioned it, that it's new to India, this idea of private space. Can you talk us through how that kind of came about and, and how difficult it has been for you to sort of 
disrupt the market, so to speak. India and especially the Indian space research organization has done a lot of amazing things in space, right? Like we've gone to the moon, we've gone to Mars. We have one of the most reliable uh, launch vehicle programs in the world. I think uh, notable of them is we have flown more than uh, 350 foreign satellites on the Indian launch vehicle. So over the last 30 to 40 years, the Indian Space Research Organization has nurtured an ecosystem of small and medium-scale companies that have been building small components for the Indian Space Program. Uh, But majority of these guys have remained building those small building blocks, but important blocks for the Indian Space Program. But they never graduated from that phase to building like a full spacecraft or a full launch vehicle or, you know, even doing operations. So largely, when we spoke about private space, there was definitely uh, a wall that, you know, is this possible, right? You know, as I just mentioned, when I, as a student, was building a satellite, that wall also existed for me, that, you know, can we, as students, build satellites. So it definitely took a lot of effort to uh, break that barrier. But uh, I would uh, I would say uh, the initiatives taken by the Indian government to promote uh, entrepreneurship in general and bring in the startup culture has been like a major breakthrough in, in some of these uh, endeavors uh, seeing light of the day because uh, in the early phase like you know between 2012 and like say 2016 our audience would there was no audience to 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 uh, to speak like you know uh, if if i would go to a, a private company and say hey you know you're buying satellite data from from other countries would you be interested in in having your own space asset people people would be like, I don't think this is possible in India. Versus today where, you know, companies really want to have their own space assets. I think we've come a long way. The timing is fine, a decade to get here. But to be very honest, I think the changes have happened only in the last couple of years. And the growth that is being seen, especially in India, has been exponential and not like, you know, slow growth. So it's uh, it's fine. It's fun. So you have a um, MOU with the Indian National Space Promotion and Authorization Centre known as InSpace. How much is that private-public partnership important to Druva Space? See, InSpace uh, is a new uh, body that is trying to enable private space uh, endeavors in India. Uh, So, you know, they're acting as a bridge, not just between government and private companies, but also in a lot of cases trying to enable the companies to also get customers, not just within India, but also outside of India. So they have a huge responsibility to, to make this ecosystem grow and thrive. For us, uh, I would say the support that they have uh, extended extended uh, in the last since their formation is very close to my heart. I would say because uh, they have truly lived up to what they have been created for. 
they have helped us at every uh, you know on, on our every mission to space right like we have gone to space uh, less than three times in a in a year and at every stage uh, in space was instrumental in solving some of the hurdles that we had faced whether it is in terms of coordinating with different uh, uh, agencies to get permissions or it could be in the form of uh, getting access to test facilities in certain cases also getting access to expertise from ISRO scientists We'll be right back. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. And now a word from our sponsor, Netscope. Netscope is a worldwide leader in SASE and Zero Trust. Its unified platform, Netscope One, provides optimized access and zero trust security for people, devices, and data anywhere they go, helping customers reduce risk, accelerate performance, and get unrivaled visibility into any cloud, web, and private application activity. To learn more about how Netscope helps customers be ready for anything on their sassy journey, visit netskope.com. So you mentioned that you've been to space a couple of times. Can you talk us through the missions that Driver Space has already been part of? Sure. So our uh, first mission happened uh, on on the 30th of June uh, 2022. We tested a separation, CubeSat separation system in this particular mission. For us, uh, uh, this was a this was like our first mission to space. So we were all uh, very uh, nervous because all the components of this particular contraption were uh, designed, developed, manufactured in India. And it had to perform. And yeah, it, it did its job. Its function was to, you know, hold a, a, a dummy spacecraft and uh, deploy it at a particular time. Because this was like a dummy spacecraft, we, we didn't launch it into into space but you know it was sticking out of the of out of the deployer not creating like a debris so then uh, our next mission uh, happened on the 26th of november 2022 where we used the same separation system to deploy two satellites called the thibault 1 and 2 these two satellites are Dhruva's first two satellites also, India's first two privately built satellites authorized by the government of India. And uh, we just completed close to 7,000 orbits, you know, of these two satellites. And the beauty of uh, the second mission is, is again the same, which is every component of these spacecraft has been designed, developed, manufactured in India, launched on the Indian launch vehicle using a separation system that is also built by us. So where I'm 
getting with this whole idea of doing everything by ourselves is that if we want to make space accessible to to people or if we want to make the ambitions of uh, several uh, organizations to have their missions in the orders of tens, hundreds or thousands of satellites, uh, we we should be able to serve that market. And hence, you know, we, we've been trying to build as many technologies as possible within the company. And we've been successful on the first and second mission. The third mission was slightly different. So this flew in April of uh, 2023, where we uh, tested uh, two more variants of the separation systems, which can hold larger size uh, satellites. One very interesting uh, part about this mission is the deployers, or you know, which are also called as the separation systems, were meant to hold payloads for extended durations. So meaning, you know, if I want the same deployer to take a mission to a lunar orbit or a Martian orbit, this is like a small step for us that, you know, we should be able to hold the satellites for a couple of days and, and then make the deployment happen. So we were able to test all these functionalities. So the last one year has been, you know, super, super fun doing these uh, three missions in record time. Incredible to get them turn around in such a short space of time. Now, you mentioned quickly about partnerships of working with other Indian companies so that you've got a sovereign capability in the country. How much are you working with companies like Skyroot, for example, that we know of here in the US? There are several uh, new space startups in India. Skyroot is one of them. Arctinpool is one of them. Uh, both of them are launch vehicle companies. With Skyroot, uh, we have already uh, purchased a launch uh, slot on, on their launch vehicle. So in the future, we, we, we will be flying the payload on, on one of the Skyroot launch vehicles. With respect to other companies in the ecosystem, we have companies like Pixel, which are looking at deploying a constellation of satellites. We have companies like Tikantra, which is doing space situational awareness. We have companies like Bellatrix, which are building uh, propulsion systems. So, uh, in fact, we we are in talks with uh, all the companies. We believe that, you know, we have a lot to gain from each other. Uh, so, we, we are trying to work together to uh, to solve our own requirements. At the same time, also see how we can meet global demands from India as an ecosystem together. So you mentioned your global uh, demands as well. And I know that you guys are working with companies outside of India. Can you talk us through some of the partnerships that you are working on with Ciderspace, for example? Yes. So uh, with Ciders, uh, we've been contemplating the idea of uh, utilizing each other's capabilities to serve uh, different markets. One of the things that we are also really well known for is the space-qualified solar panels. So we're looking at the possibilities of how we could have our solar panels uh, as part of the LizzieSat program of Cyberspace. Similarly, uh, at the same time, it's a great platform. So we're looking at how some of the payloads that we are building can be flown on the on the LizzieSat program. And, and I think Cyrus uh, has a pretty exciting launch period coming up in the next couple of months. I think one of the other partnerships that I 
would like to talk about is uh, what we're doing with uh, Kines from France. You know, Kines uh, has ambitions to deploy a constellation of satellites and provide uh, IoT services. You know, before that, uh, I, you know, it's like a dream come true. So here is an interesting uh, story. I finished my bachelor's degree in 2010, and then I went on to do my master's program in Europe. In 2011, I had applied for a French uh, scholarship. And in the scholarship application, I mentioned that uh, India and France go a really long way in terms of collaboration in space. Like if you look at the early early days of the Indian space program on the rocket development, India and France uh, collaborated on the Vikas engine. And uh, I mentioned about it and I said, you know, after I finished my master's program, I'll go back to my country and look at building relationships between India and French companies to build technologies together or space-based solutions together to serve the global market. And this uh, Kines partnership is a, uh, is a realization of that uh, dream, I would say, wherein, you know, Dhruva will be building a satellite on which we'll be flying a payload from uh, Kines. Uh, which is the French National Space Agency, and it will be part of the Kines constellation. And together, you know, we'll be serving uh, clients worldwide. So that's a super exciting partnership. And what about Druva Space? What's coming up for you in the next coming months and years? I think uh, we, we are very excited to have our nanosatellites uh, flying later next year. So we're building, uh, so we have the P30 platform, which is a nanosatellite platform that can be utilized for uh, Earth observation and communication applications. We have potentially about eight missions that will fly within the next 18 to 24 months. So it's like pretty busy for us with the P30 platform coming up. In addition to that, I think, you know, we have uh, licensed the IMS uh, platform from the Indian Space Research Organization. I think uh, between 24 and 36 months, we will also be having our 100 kilogram class platform going up into space. What do you think about India's space ambitions coming up in the next few years? I can't complain. I think we're all very, very, very excited to be part of uh, ISRO's ambitions. I think there will be a lot of opportunity for private companies like us to support some of those ambitions in the future. What an incredible story you have, Sanjay. I hope you'll come back onto T-minus in the future and tell us more about what's going on with Druva's face. But thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Alice. Thank you very much for uh, having me on the T-minus show. And I look forward to sharing more updates as we explore space from India. That's it for T-minus Deep Space for August the 26th, 2023. We'd love to know what you think of this podcast. You can email us at space at n2k.com or submit the survey in the show notes. Your feedback ensures we deliver the information that keeps you a step ahead in the rapidly changing space industry. This episode was mixed by Elliot Peltzman and Trey Hester with original music and sound design by Elliot Peltzman. Our executive producer is Brandon Carr. Our chief intelligence officer is Eric Tillman. 
And I'm Alice Carruth. Thanks for listening. And now a word from our sponsor, Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense provides award-winning cloud-based automated endpoint and vulnerability management solutions to streamline IT and security operations. With its advanced platform, businesses gain complete visibility and control over their infrastructure, reducing IT and security risks and optimizing operational efficiency. With Sixth Sense, you'll get real-time alerts, risk-based vulnerability prioritization and remediations, and an intuitive automation and orchestration engine so you can focus on your core business goals, confident in the knowledge that your enterprise is secure, compliant, and running smoothly. To learn why enterprises choose Sixth Sense, visit SixthSense.com.